Welcome back to Keeping Around. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend, Connor Garrity, and we had an amazing conversation about running, the importance of family, and COVID. Tune in and enjoy. What's the move? Can I tell the truth? If I was doing this for you, then I have nothing left to prove. Nah, this for me, though. I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of my people. And they don't have no award for that. Trophies. Trophies. And they don't have no award for that Shit don't come with trophies Ain't no envelopes to open I just do it cause I'm supposed Bitch, to I go to dreams with a suitcase I got my whole country on a new way They made us do roommates I, would, I don't know if I'd be able to deal with that now Like when I first moved yeah. here I was like I could picture living in here with two people And now you're like no I can't Like I don't want to Yeah I wouldn't fit I just would not fit No But yeah uh, I wanna say sorry for your loss bro I saw on your story that uh a girl from your high school team. Yeah, bro. She, she was uh, she was a sophomore. Oh my god. It was um, her and her um little brother. Their um, their mom actually uh lost their mind. Like lost her mind. Yeah. No one knew. She was a sub in like the school. I had yeah. her like throughout high school, and she ended up shooting them. Oh my like, god. Yeah, bro. Shit was. That's crazy. I'm so yeah. sorry, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's. And yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's a tough situation. Yeah, dude. It was uh. Having Friday night and it was just, it was bad. It was it was really upsetting, you know. It's like no, yeah. it's one of those things, and we're a small town, you know. No, yeah, and that, like everybody knows them and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Shit, it's hard. I can't imagine, but I'm sorry to start off on a bad note on that. No, you're chill. No, you're good for sure. But yeah, um, that shit's it's crazy. Mm. It really is, and it is crazy how like. You, you never know who, you know, like, seems like normal family sometimes, and, like, it's just shit going on, you know? Yeah. But, just, yeah. How's running, Ben? It's been good. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah, got a solid, uh, five-miler in today, like, 29.06. Damn. Damn. Felt good, felt just good. Just cooking. Yeah, got a uh, time trial of 5K next week, so. That's sick. Yeah. Do you guys ever have, like, competitions at practice? Um, we had one, like, mile, but I ended up being home. Because, I think it was Columbus Day weekend, I went home to, like, see my family, my girlfriend, so, like, I just did a mile by myself, and then the team, like, raced against each other, but I just did it by myself. So. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's good, yeah. though, to get some competition going. Mm-hmm. But, um, damn, 20, 29 minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. First four miles, I kind of took it, like, not easy, but definitely could have gone faster, and then he just told me to rip the last one, so I ran, like, 520 or something. That's sick. So, yeah. Damn. Have you seen... The most improvement in your running here at school? 100%. Especially um, summer mileage, it was tough. It was like um, 65 miles a week, 68 miles a week. You know, that's pushing a lot, you know, 15-mile yeah. long runs, just like a lot and a lot, and I was struggling. But when I came to school, it all kind of like came together, yeah. you know, especially like being here with him. It all came together and everything just got easier and this is like definitely the biggest improvements I've seen. So. so you really like a lot of not the credit, but a lot of credit goes to the coach too, like hundred percent. Yeah. The coach here and then my high school track coach is what he made me good in high school and then this is the coach that's really like putting the pieces together and yeah. really helping me. You definitely also have the work ethic, bro. The way you talk about running, like you truly do have a passion for yeah, it. Yeah, dude, I really it's a good stress reliever, especially after so like last this past weekend obviously like with the girl that passed away. I woke up the next morning, I just, you know, went out and ran, 
and I ended up running like a half marathon in like an hour 23, you know, Jesus. it's just like, it's a good stress reliever. You know, you just go out and you can just, it's a runner's high. Yeah. You can find a rhythm and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And no matter what, you can always just push yourself to be a little faster. Yeah. So do you run with music or no? When I'm alone? Yes. But when I'm with people, I don't, or a workout. If I do a workout alone, I won't listen to music. Yeah. That's what I want to try to get towards is running without music because like I don't rely on it but I like distracting my brain while I'm running I guess mm -hmm. but I want to really like be in that moment of running and like really use it as a meditation you know yeah but focusing I, on the running but also not thinking oh I have so many more miles left instead yeah. of just being like oh okay this feels good uh -huh. and then you just like find the rhythm I know what you mean yeah for sure yeah, that's like when I ran with you guys, I did not want to know the distance. I just wanted to see if I could follow. <laughs> you just want to, you, you just need to go blindly 100%. Because <laughs> sure. that's what we were talking about with Brady. If like we were going to test a mile for the fastest you could do, like just mm -hmm. pick the fastest kid, have them run a mile straight, not on a track, like mm -hmm. and just follow them, like you definitely would get your best time. 100%. You just, you just latch on and you just yeah, go for it. It's true. 100%. But yeah, I. I used to run a lot back in high school and I'd get pissed off and shit like that. That's mm -hmm. how I would take it off too. Like I would do some crazy numbers. Like when I was saying in wrestling season, like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really have to cut weight, but I liked the idea of it, I guess. So I would go and run a shit ton and like, I'd run like 10, 12 miles a night, like just out of pure anger about something. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. But like I'd, I'd make, I'd be like, oh, it's for wrestling. But I was definitely just mad about shit and like would use it to get. Yeah. You just want to get off your chest. No, I hundred percent understand that. That's one of the best things running's for, honestly, is yeah. that's whenever I'm angry or, you know, I want a good start to the day, I just wake up and I just know that I'm going to run. So yeah, it's the good start of the day I need to prevent the anger. You know what I mean? For sure. No, I'm totally with that. And there's a lot of times where I'm sitting here and I'm like, not like, I don't get bored, but like I could get angsty. Like I could be like, oh fuck, I've been in this room for too long. And mm -hmm. like running's the perfect solution. Cause 100%. especially here, you can learn like so many new places. You know? Yeah. I, th I thought it was going to be bad to run here. Cause like I run, I live in a small town, you know, you run around the neighborhood, you find loops, you find trails, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, shit, I'm gonna go to the city. I'm gonna be stop, go, stop, go. But there's great trails here. You can run on the river. It's just like, there's so much you can go with Castle Island down in like a seaport. We go there sometimes. It's just, it's super cool. Yeah. You can find spots. Yeah. hundred percent. That's sick for sure. Um, but yeah, that's a big, like. I mean, we're saying running, but at the basis of it is just exercise too. Like mm -hmm. for me, especially with all these online, like online classes just do not work for me. Like I just cannot, I can do them. I'm managing it now, but the only way is like, if I tell myself, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down through this class, watch the class, do it perfectly. But then after like go work out or after mm -hmm. go run or play basketball, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every day I got to do that or I'll just go insane. Like I don't, online class is not for me. There's no like human interaction. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it sucks. It's. I'm the same way and for me I'm lucky because I feel like I only have a very small amount of time to focus yeah especially with online class so what I do is I'll I have practice in the morning and then I have a 9 a.m. class and a 10 a.m. class Monday Wednesday Friday uh -huh. so on Monday on Monday Wednesday Friday I run I do my classes I go to the gym and I have everything done for the day at yeah. like noon so I can just I can I feel like it helps me focus better on homework too because then like there's no stress, but I have all the time in the world, so I can just kind of, like, yeah. chip it off piece by piece. For sure. I definitely do that, too. Like, not having a job or a sport, which is something I was so used to, like, cramming my days, mm -hmm. it's, like, I could break it up like that, like, where I'm like, all right, I'm going to break this chunk of homework out, like, for an hour, then go work out, and then after the workout, do this, and then after that, go play basketball, you know? Like, it's, it's 
it's really nice that way, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've I found the online classes hard, especially the like recorded lectures where oh. you're just watching them yeah. and taking notes off of them. That it's tedious, but like, I mean, it's not hard to get a good grade. But am I really learning? That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's more just oh, memorize, do the homework. Or it's it's more like effort at this point. You're yeah. not really you're not really learning anything. There's just a lot of effort, and then. That's all you're really putting into is just the effort. And, and like, everything's open note, technically. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, some classes will be like, oh, tr like, try not to use your notes. Don't use your notes. But then, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's kind of like, if we're in this situation, like, I'm going to use my notes. Um, yeah, you're going to you're gonna flip the page over and just look at the notes. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, I know what you mean. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot because, like, I mean, we're inclined to, like, just as humans to complain about, like, what's going on. But I keep thinking, like... Shit, when we go back to class, like, I'm not going to be able to take computer, or, like, exams behind a computer in my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're going to have to do it, and it's just going to be, like, <laughs> relearning how to take tests and shit. Yeah, you're like going to be in person. You're going to be like, shit, what do I do now? Like, yeah. 100%. Uh, be lost. But I have, um, like, three in-person classes, and I go there. I go to all of them every day, and, mm -hmm. like, I'm the, there's, like, one or two kids who show up every day, which is reasonable, but, um... It's just like a you you're like meeting completely different people. Like when those people are on the Zoom board, like you, it's not them. But then when they're in class, like and you hear those like they're laughing or like little jokes in between that you wouldn't hear when someone's mic's just muted. It's a lot mm -hmm. different. It's weird. No, one hundred percent. I go to all my in person classes. Um, I have an in person class every day, and I mean I come from practice. I could very easily come back, shower, and just you know just yeah. sit there and just chill. But I'm like. I'm not gonna get as much out of it, and I want to have that. Even the interaction with like, you know, because the professors. I mean, like my math professor, you know, he's, you know, he's an older guy, and like you can tell, you know, computers aren't his thing, and you feel yeah. bad for him. You know, you almost want to make it easy for them, and you want it to be worth it for them. You want to go, and you don't want them to have an empty class. You want them to like, oh, look, I have all these kids here. Yeah. You know, like I like for me, I want to like have I for the professors I want the kids to be in the classroom like I yes, want exactly. you know what I mean like I They're feel bad like they have to be there mm -hmm. so I don't know I feel bad like if no one shows up just because they don't want to you know what yeah, I'm saying exactly like of course no one wants to some days but like in the grand scheme of things you got to do shit you don't want to do and like mm -hmm. I I mean it's real rewarding going to class because you like I don't know about you but I've made some good connections with my professors and like mm -hmm. down the line I know like it's not that's not the reason why I do it but like I it's definitely been beneficial like my friends before coming to school used to all tell me like go to your professor's office hours they're like mm -hmm. they're just sitting there waiting for someone to talk to them like it doesn't matter like they're just like go meet them go hang out with them like that's how you learn and that's how you like they'll share like knowledge beyond the classroom you know yeah and then but like i get that just by showing up in person now you know yeah 100 percent. So, no i know exactly what you mean it's yeah. it's a interesting experience i'm very curious how like i mean of course there's no like change in sight as of right now like only things are only getting worse but yeah. i'm just curious when it like i kind of think about the future a little bit in the sense like when it will change what it will feel like because right now people like i'm pretty cool with right now like i'm cool with like going in person and only having like three four people there you know mm -hmm. and like it's doing nice. my homework the way it is but I don't know. I, I, I count my blessings for sure. You know? Yeah, especially after this, especially everything that's going on, you just have to really, yeah, you have to, you don't take anything for granted anymore. For sure. I've, yeah. The biggest thing, like, I used to, I mean, I used to, like, go to the gym before quarantine and all that. Like, I'd go every day, but I wouldn't, 
really like research it or take it serious like I, I just did the shit people told me to do mm-hmm. but then once I got like the gym taken away from me lost all the gains I ever had because I just sat at home playing video games smoking weed and doing nothing yeah and then when it came back I was like all right now like you appreciate it so much more mm-hmm. and like I actually put way more effort into it and found so much more joy in it yeah because of knowing what it's like to not have it you know it, it makes you it makes you refocus 100% and like you don't take anything for granted even like 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 even with grandparents like this was like really common with a lot of people is a lot of people didn't see their grandparents as much just yeah. because you know they're afraid of like no one knew what was going on with corona you know no one was allowed of their house you know so we were all very isolated and you know i see i'm someone that sees my grandparents a lot you know like i'm close with them so when i didn't see them for like three or four weeks i was like damn like this is like this is really hard you know you yeah. take you take things for granted that you want to think sometimes you'll dread like oh like i don't want to go to my grandparents house oh i don't want to go see those cousins that are like yeah. like you know oh like my cousins are weird or my uncle annoys me or something like that and then when you don't have it you're like damn i really wish i was getting annoyed by my uncle right now or you know i really wish that yeah. my cousins were pissing me off you know what i mean you just you take it for granted 100 percent. and seeing the growth in your family you said like you don't even like there's cousins who have I missed go through puberty during this, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. before this, they were little kids, and now, like, they're grown boys, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, when did that happen? Yeah. I have another cousin who got, we all went to her wedding last September, and then we all saw each other this September again, like, a year later, and she was nine months pregnant, and we're like, it was just crazy, yeah, because like, we never shit. saw the beginning of it, like, we obviously, we heard of it and stuff, yeah. but we never saw any progression, and, like, she was due, like, seven days ago you know yeah. like it's just crazy and you're just like oh yeah crap. like you know we're gonna have a cousin we're gonna be like oh wow like this this new human is here like yeah no one saw the pro- progress of it but it's here now you and know? it's and it feels it's it's weird to me too because it feels like every like when corona got serious and stuff it felt so long but then like when you look back on it it doesn't seem that long ago like i was on the same i did the same thing every day from march until june I woke up for online school, went to work at an ice cream place, yeah. and then came home, stayed up all night. They stayed and, open? Yeah, they, because they were considered, um, we could be takeout. Uh, so p- people would order online, and they'd come up to the window, and we could just hand it out to them, which was great, because you know, I made a lot of money, but I would... I'd, um, Did you get hazard pay? No. Uh, I wish. But we got good tips and stuff, so I'd go, I'd go to school, I'd go to work, and then me and the girlfriend I have now, we were talking like right when it was like starting, we we're going to hang out and then, you know, COVID yeah. kind of cut us off and her mom was super strict and which I understand and we didn't see each other, but every day I just go to school online, go to work and then FaceTime her to like one in the morning. That's what I did. Like the entire pandemic, yeah. like the entire like lockdown to <laughs> say like March to like June. It was, it was, it was interesting. For that's sure. good that your school made you keep doing school. Like yeah, yours didn't? No, bro. Like, <laughs> my school, I mean I respect what they did and I I love my school and everything but and like I really I was thankful for this in the moment but looking back I kind of wish they kept it but when it hit they're like all right like the rest of this term like forget about it like nothing no work no classes no anything nothing right? nothing and then for the term four when that hit they were like um we're gonna send out like all these assignments you'll have assignment for every class like every other day so like some Monday Wednesday Fridays and then Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. you just have to do 50% of them to like pass and then you get whatever grade you like finished with and uh, it was just I just did them all like the day but the day grades closed but no kidding like during yeah I I did not I think that's where I like 
Quarantine literally broke me down, bro. It was crazy because I'm such a regimented person, like who needs a schedule. So am I. And like it literally was like, oh, all this stuff that's like was your every day and mattered so much, gone. You can't do it. Nothing. Yeah. And like, all I did was play COD, walk my dog, smoke weed, and play poker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's it. Like every I, like my day, every day was wake up at two p.m. Fucking go outside, smoke a joint, come back in, go play COD until I get angry at my friends, start screaming at them, then go walk my dog, smoke a joint, come back, play COD because we all went and did something else. Then after that, just run over to my friend's house and play poker until like 3, 4 in the morning and run back and then just do it over and over again. And like, I was a kid who was like dieting, working out, had a job, like Mm -hmm. was doing pretty well in school. You know what I'm saying? It was just like... Everything's just take... Everything gets taken away. It's just, it's, you're not used to it. And it's, it's just so weird. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, quarantine was, I mean, obviously there's a lot of shitty situations that came out of COVID and stuff like that. But I think for a lot of people, it was beneficial to like have this perspective on life, you know, and like mm-hmm. see shit that matters and like appreciate the little things, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it definitely helped me in that sense because once things like, the first thing I did to get myself back together was get a job, and like after that, it all like pieced back, you know. Yeah, like you all climbed when the gyms, uh, not even gyms opening. I like I put dip bars and chin up bars in my backyard, and like my friend had some weights. Started to get that back together, and like sooner or later, it started clicking all back together. And like as things came back, you you like love them so much more. Yeah, you, know? you appreciate it. You you appreciate it so much more. Like even just practicing. Like obviously, I was supposed to have a senior year of track, and I didn't. And like obviously, like going out and running and training is probably one of the crappiest things you can do. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of the mentally, it's one of the hardest things to do, especially when you don't have a season, you know, you have to go out and you have to run every day with no real goal in mind. So then you have to like create your own goals, you know, like during COVID I was, my high school coach texted me and was giving me mileage and he said, okay, on this day, go run a mile, see how fast you can do it. And then start chipping away at it. And that's unfortunately what I had to do is that's what me and all my buddies did was we ran a mile and then just, kept chipping away up until June and then like my college coach took over but that's exactly what it was like it was like you have to that's the only thing that kept me sane during quarantine good for you for staying on that though and like you you had boys around you who are like about that too yeah so yeah so that's the thing too is I came my high school is really small but like you know the boys I trained with they're all like really good and like those those are my best like those are my best friends like all the boys in high school um we ended up like winning our conference, you know, my That's senior sick. year for the first time in 33 years, like school yeah. history, you know? So it was like, like I even like on my, cause I got the tat, like the running shoe and stuff and the breast cancer ribbon and underneath it's 2019. Cause that's the year we won it. And that's, that's like, sick. that's like on the banner in the school. Damn. Yeah. So I put a little 2019 under it. Um, but no, like me and my boys, we all trained. I got two buddies that are D1. Um, one's at Sacred Heart, one's at Siena up in um, New York. Sacred Heart's in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. And then um, I got two buddies still in high school. They both just um, uh, actually got second and fourth in the conference. Damn. And they're all league and all state. And then um, my buddy Colby. Damn, you is, guys are Yeah, dude. And then my buddy Colby, he um, he's working at um, a, like um, it's almost like a farm. Like it's like a venue for weddings, pretty much. Oh, that's And sick. he was a year older than me, so he works there. He's super like hands on. You know, he can do anything. He hunts. He does all that all that cool shit. But he, um, he's running road races, he's winning road races, he's like yeah. running crazy fast times, just training on his own, you know? So during the summer, we're all together and we're all training like crazy. And I got one buddy that was only a junior this year, he got fourth in the conference and 
you know, the kids lined up to win it next year. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's it's, so it's, it's cool to have you know a crew like that, a crew that's like. Would shit get heated in between you guys, like? I mean, wise? so the thing was, is the two boys that went D one, they were pretty, they were pretty good. So one of them was a senior when I was a sophomore. So he was, so uh-huh. he's like, a, he's a junior now. My other buddy who I grew up with, like best friend since like 18 months old, like did everything together. We did karate together. We did, <laughs> we ran together, like all this crazy shit. Like he was beyond, like th- there was no competing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was just, he was beyond, I mean, he was 11th in Connecticut for cross country a senior year. You know, kids, he was untouchable, but there was a, there was a healthy competition between us. It was more like during reps we would push each other or i'd yeah. say okay i'll lead this rep i i want you to chase me i want you to beat me because yeah. this is your workout i want to go out i want you to chase me down i want you to beat me so it was healthy competition for sure yeah. so that's what that was the best thing about it was you know we've all just been training together i had another buddy cj but he didn't run or anything in college he's just you know he wanted to stop after high school but he was the same way he was super good he was there when we won the conference it was just like you know just a good group of guys that all just really work hard and that's what made you know quarantine doable yeah. honestly it was sounds like it yeah for sure mm-hmm. no yeah that composition is so important i used to be so unhealthy with it and like it would just become toxic and mm-hmm. like with your boys and it, ju- it would just self-destructive you know so that's good that you guys figured that shit out early you yeah know? no we i mean you know there's the two d1 boys obviously they were back and forth you know but then after <clears throat> Corey graduated you know it was really chris was taking the reins you know he was yeah. He was going on, he was running crazy and summer going into senior year, you know, we make our own mileage, but summer going into senior year, this kid's voluntarily running 75 miles a week, 77 miles a week, you know, he's just, that's like, you know, you think I, you know, have a really good drive, but Chris, it's like, he, you know, he leads by example. He's just out there all the time. Just no matter what, like if he has to, if a coach tells him to do, okay, do 12 laps, you know, you know, two, 12 reps, one lap, and, you know, do it in 85 seconds, he'll do every lap in 83. You know, he'll, or he'll do an extra one, or he'll go faster than he can. Yeah, t- yeah. No matter what, like, he'll go faster. That's, he'll he'll do an extra shit. mile. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know kids like that, but not in the running game. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, your sport is literally punishment for every other sport. Yeah, that's, that's what, it's, it's like, yeah, people are like, I can't believe you run for fun. And I'm like, I know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. It's weird because a lot of people who like do cross country and stuff like that, they always say they don't like the moment, but it's just like the accomplishment after. Mm, yeah, that's true. I mean, some of the best feelings are after a race, you know, even like, again, like that conference race, like I'll never forget it, you know, we were like from my sophomore year and junior year, we got second twice, you know, yeah. we lost to the same team two years in a row. And my senior year, I mean... I knew, I knew, I had a really good feeling we were going to win because I knew we just wanted it so bad. We were just tired of losing, you know? And after, um, after the race, my senior year, me and my buddy came through and, uh, my buddy Chris got first and then my buddy CJ got sixth and I was ninth and we both just kind of like fell over the finish line. And so we were looking and we were looking for my buddy and I turned around and all of a sudden our number four and five, the kids that are, are still in high school, can't come through the line and I'm looking around and I'm like shit, you know, where's Northwest, you know, the team that we were trying to beat, where's their number four? Yeah. And the kid was a couple kids back and, you know, best feeling ever was knowing that, you know, shit, we won, we just did it, you know? Damn. So it was, it was cool. It's a, it, the best feeling is really after. It's just when you like work so hard and then like, you know, that shit all pays off. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, you train thousands and thousands of miles to race 
three. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it is. it's so much for just, you know, th- a three mile race, but yeah. And I, have you read the quote, like yesterday's running doesn't matter for today's race. You yeah. know, like that shit, that shit, I think so sick. Cause like it, it does come like, even you all put in that work and in that moment it comes down to who actually fucking wants it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is a mindset. A hundred percent. It's, it's the training. Like the training will carry you through. My coach actually said, um, first mile with your, like when you're racing a 5k for high school, first mile with your head. Like, go out, play it smart, because, you know, you have to play it smart. Second mile with your legs. Like, you know, you're in shape. Let your body carry you through. Mm-hmm. But the third mile is always with your heart. You know, you always got to – that third mile, no matter what, if, you, if you're sitting there and you – if for a split second you say, shit, this doesn't feel right. I'm hurting a little. Yeah. You're out of the game. You have to, you have to put everything aside and just really just – the third mile just – you know start taking souls put, put, yeah put everything in it you can always tell who wants it because you can see it in their face and you can see it like in their run if you for a split second think and eh, you know maybe i'll maybe i'll keep this pace maybe i'll let up you know yeah the race is already over you're already lost you know just that self-doubt yeah you you can never have it because it's just that and that's i always live by that like my high school coach said that and that's something sure. i've always thought about yeah winning pays bro winning pays for mm-hmm. sure um yeah you, you know David Goggins, right? Yeah. Did I talk about that with you and Dubin? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I've always been interested in him, but as of late, bro, he's just been, I'm reading his book and like, mm-hmm. I just watch his shit every day. Like, uh, he, I want to be that man, dude. He's crazy. Like yeah, he has dude. that attitude. Like it's crazy. Cause you say those like thoughts of self doubt could come in our minds and then we have to just kind of bat them away and keep mm-hmm. going. Whereas he's at the point where it's like, that doesn't even fucking enter. Yeah. Man, it doesn't know? even enter. It never, it's crazy. You just, it's almost like he's just always thinking like nothing can go wrong. Oh, I'm yeah. fine. Oh, I'm good. Oh, you know, which is just insane. Yeah. And he doesn't even like, there's scientists who tested like his brain and he has completely rewired like his dopamine system to the point where like he doesn't think of anything wrong because he's only so focused on what's going right. You know, like yeah. he's in it like at, I mean, at the basic level of that, that's just having gratitude for everything. But like, he's like, Oh, I'm like, I'm alive. That's a win. Like my legs work. That's a win. Mm-hmm. My heart works. That's a win. You know, like basic shit that we, we just ignore and take yeah. for granted sometimes, you know, hundred percent. So that's, that's some, he's been inspiring me as of late him and Wim Hof, but mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. sick. For sure. I, yeah, I'm really into that shit where like, like just watching people like push their bodies and test their minds and shit. Like Mm -hmm. a woman, um, fuck, I need to watch the video, but I don't know her name, but I know a woman just free soloed, uh, El Capitan in Yosemite the other day. I saw that. The one that Alex Holden did like way a couple years back. Yeah. There was was, was a movie on it, right? Yeah. Free solo. Yeah. It was called free solo. Yeah. That (laughs) that shit was sick, dude. That was Oh my god, but I need to watch her do it because that's crazy. Because, yeah. like, there's parts where he, like, I mean, men and women are equal, but there's physical differences, of yeah, course. And 100%. There's a point where, like, he couldn't, he could barely do it, like, just because of how tall he was, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see how this woman does it because, fuck, that shit's incredible. Like, that's the craziest shit ever. Yeah. And their mindset, like, they're literally, like, it's like a dance. Like, um, in that free solo movie, he like wrote every single move down in a notebook you know like yeah. and he just read it over and over like he became like a computer and studied yeah. it and like that was a crazy and shit. that was it he just knew exactly what he had to do where he had to do it it's just it's crazy that shit's sick yeah he he did that one because um there's another mountain in yosemite that he did 
and it was it was a little bit smaller but it was still like to the same extent no one's really free soloed it and mm -hmm. he did it but he had a point where he almost like he was stuck and he was like fuck like i could like he's like i don't know what to do here i didn't practice this i haven't like he didn't even do it he just did it once you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like he never practiced it yeah. he just went for it and he he was like i don't even count that as a free solo because he's like yeah i did it but i got lucky he's like this el capitan feels way better because i knew i could like i knew i wasn't gonna mess up and mm -hmm. i didn't wing a single part of it you know yeah so yeah i thought that shit was so sick i'd like to see her talk about it too yeah. i bet joe rogan will have her on or something 100 percent. just explain all of it yeah but it's cool though for sure um yeah man that's running to shit though like I want, I've been, I need to test my mile. I forgot to test my mile. Yeah, I mean, I could take it. I mean, oh shit, I might be gone. Damn. I could try to take you a long time this week. We, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. I wanna, I wanna go with someone who like runs like a five minute one in front mm -hmm. of me and like me just try just to go for pace it, yeah. myself up. No, that's, that's 100% what you have to do sometimes. You just have to just say shit. I gotta go for it, you know, just gotta. Send it. It's, it's a, yeah, like you said, like. Like we've been talking about, it's, it's, it's a mindset, you know, you just have to, everything's a mindset. Like, yeah. I don't even like listening to people talk about things like tiredness is a mindset. Like being cold is a mindset. Like, I feel like everything you could just overcome just being mm -hmm. like, um, I mean, what David Goggins says is like, he wants more of what's wrong. Like if he's feeling pain, he's like, Oh, I wish there was more pain. And then that makes that pain go away. Mm -hmm. But then some people are like just ignoring it, you know? Yeah. So as, it's an interesting balance with that, but no, hundred percent. It's very like, it's weird to think about that you can just like, mentally overcome it if you just you know try to push out your mind. But mm -hmm. for sure, mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about going to church a couple of times while you're here. Do you practice Christianity? Yeah, so I don't go as much as I used to. I used to go pretty like consistent with my family, um, and then like, um, what's it called? June going into my senior year, like, my parents, like, split up and stuff, so it was kind of, like, it sounds bad, that should have been a priority at that point, but it really wasn't, we were kind of more focused on other things, yeah. so a couple months later, we ended up going back, and, you know, like, when I go to church, like, I feel more balanced, like, I, I enjoy that, even just, like, listening, like, we have a really young reverend, mm -hmm. so he's very, like, he's good to listen to, sometimes it's even just talks about life, like, he'll sit there and he'll have, like, 20 minutes where he just talks about what's going on, you know, an overwhelming week and overwhelming anything. Like he's super, he's super great. Like he's a young guy and they even did a, they did a, they did a candlelit like online thing for the girl that passed away because of COVID. Like they didn't want to do it in person, but I think they're going to end up doing it. But he ended up talking about, you know, just always checking in on people, but not just now, you know, you can't just, you can't just ask someone how they're doing because something tragic happened. Yeah. Or, you know, because then you get situations where it's too late, you know, and it spiraled so quickly. And he was right because, you know, this woman that, you know, the substitute teacher that, you know, ended up doing those horrible things. She was first off the nicest lady ever. I talked yeah. to her all the time. I was close to their daughter. Her son was actually at a basketball game. The son that wasn't at the house was at a basketball game with my little brother. That's why he wasn't at the house at the time. Really? Yeah, and he forgot his mask, and his dad drove home, gave him his own mask, and drove home and called the house and said, you know, he heard screaming and stuff like that, and it was, that's how he found out, and that's why, you know, the boy, the young, the middle child wasn't at the house, and the younger one is seven, and he's at the hospital now, and it's um, if he makes it, he's gonna be paralyzed because she shot him in the spine. Jesus. Yeah. So 
he talked about how you don't you don't ask someone how their mental health is just because they seem you know fucked up yeah what you should do is you know just always just check in on people and if you ever feel like they're giving off a weird vibe you know if you're if you're ahead of the game it makes it easier to transition yeah. into like even a more serious conversation hey how's your day going hey how's your day going you know how are you doing mentally you know how like are you overwhelmed and then when if shit were to start hitting the fan like it did with this woman because it it happened quick she went to she had two mental breakdowns in I think April and June yeah and then it just got really bad really quick and you know it was it was what tragic what happening to her so um I read the report you know because they released it and of course I'm curious but the husband ended up coming home and finding, you know, the daughter was lifeless yeah. and the son was screaming and he grabbed her. He called the police on the way home. So when he was home, by the time the police officers got there, he was dragging her down the stairs, like grabbing her and dragging her down the stairs. And I guess what he said was, so he's like a hunter and like, um, in my town, like, you know, it's common to have a gun. Yeah. It's common to hunt, you know, whatever. But he had it locked in a safe. He doesn't know how she found the key because in there too was notes about, her mental health, like he wrote down her mental health, what was going on, you know? So he kept it locked up and the gun wasn't loaded. He never, you know, keeps it loaded. There wasn't one in the chamber. So she had to sit there and, you know, load the gun herself and, you know, like shoot them, you know? So when he came, like when the police showed up, he had her and, you know, says to the police, you know, she shot my kids and they ended up handcuffing her and putting bags over her hands because of gun residue. So she couldn't wipe it off. And then they end up finding the kids and they transport them to the hospital. And then she's in jail. I think she's going to court like mid January. Yeah. And she's on like a $2.5 million bond. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to like plead insanity and stuff, but it's, it's, it's hard. What do, you, what do you think they should do in that situation? See, that's, that's the thing because unfortunately, like, I don't know if my opinion is going to be biased or not because at the end of the day, that's a horrible thing to do. And yeah. the fact it's almost scary to think about that. You know, someone you were so close with. You know, it's not like she just found a gun and just shot no, them. Yeah, she, she can't be in society. She she found she found the safe. She unlocked it. She found the gun. She found the ammo. She loaded the gun. She walked upstairs. She there's so much time to think. Yeah. And there's so much time to. It wasn't just pick up a gun. Shoot there's so much time to go back. You know, and just say, what am I doing? You know, mentally. And I guess the husband told um, the police that she thought Homeland Security was circling her house or something. So obviously she was, you know. She was fucked up. Was she know? like paraschizophrenic? I, I don't know. I, it was a very recent breakdown. And when I mean this lady was the nicest woman ever. Yeah. She was this, this sweet lady. I talked to her all the time. Um, when my brother and her son played basketball together, the little seven-year-old, you know, we played all the time, you know? Yeah. When I, when I found out, I mean, you know, I, I went, when I saw you in the elevator, actually, I was going downstairs. And the second I went outside, you know, I cried because... You know, that's a teammate and that's yeah. a little boy I was close to, you know? So it's like, it's hard because you, I have a personal connection and I'm not saying what she did's okay, but it's just so hard to imagine. Like, it's just so ridiculously hard to imagine what someone like her went through to yeah. do that. And I'm not, and I think she should be locked up and obviously she should not be allowed out ever. Like she shot her children. She murdered her daughter, you know, like she should not be allowed out. Mm -hmm. But I think that they need to examine her, figure out what's going on to maybe even, you know, help people in the future. Yeah. Because something, something's not right there. She spiraled way too quickly. She had no evidence. She had no criminal history. She had 
Nothing. No breakdowns, no nothing. It was within the span of six months that she just lost it. And it's like, yeah, it's when it when I found out, I was almost I was almost in shock. I was like, there's n there's n there's no fucking way, you know? Yeah. And then I was going through my camera roll to find like pictures to send to this woman to put at her wake. Cause you know, she's on the team, you know? And I mean, it was a big year. She was part of the team that like, she obviously like wasn't on the boys team, but you know, she was there and she saw us win, you know? And it's hard to see someone that was so like, she was just, she was quiet. You know, she's just a sweet, sweet girl, you know? And I mean, she's, you know, a freshman girl, super quiet, super shy, sweet girl, surrounded by me and my jackass friends, you know? And she got to see us at our like happiest. Yeah. She saw us win the title. She saw us she's like- She's on the team. Yeah, she saw us freak out. There's videos of us jumping around and hugging and she's there screaming with us, you know? Yeah. So it's really, it's really hard to, you know, see her have such a shitty end, like an unfair, it's almost like, you almost want to just like scream. Like, it's just like, it's unfair. You just want to yeah. be like, and that's honestly what makes me, that's what makes me want to be so much better too. You know, like I sit there and I think, you know, shit, that's tragic. That's something that I've never had to go, like, go through. You know, it's something you don't think you have to go through. You never have to think, this family like that's that, just on the news. Yeah, that's not exactly, me. exactly. The family I was so close to. Now, mind you, like my town, my high school is three hundred and fifty kids. Nothing happens in Terryville ever. It just, it just doesn't. You know, when we won Burks, when we won the conference, it was like everywhere. You know, that's yeah. you know, and it's just like you know, you see it and you just think, it's just on your mind. No yeah. matter what, once throughout the day, for probably the next couple months, I'm gonna sit there and think. I'm going to think about it. I'm yeah. going to think about a different aspect of it. I'm going to think, shit. Or even when I go to do something, I think, maybe I want to do this differently because, you know, I'm blessed to have this opportunity. Like you said with, like, the pandemic, like, you know, making us refocus. This really makes me refocus. Oh, and it's just like, sure. it's just like, it's crazy, you know. And you're close to the family. And then you have to think, what about this kid? Like, what what's going to happen when this younger one, if he pulls through, is in a wheelchair the rest of his life? And he thinks, you know, I'm in a wheelchair right now. And my mom tried to kill me. It's just, it's scary. Yeah. Like you, you're afraid that these kids will never be the same. And the brother that was just at a basketball game, he played through the entire game. He had no idea because oh his dad went home and his dad's not going to call someone and say, Hey, you know, can you pull Adam off the court? Because you know, his it's mom, just, yeah, exactly. So he just, I am kind of happy that he didn't have to see that, Yeah. you know? But still, you know, he's got to live with it. Yeah, he's got to live with it. He's got to live with the fact that you know, like he would, like fuck, that would fuck me up if yeah. I was like the one who wasn't there. Yeah, fuck. And he, and he, you know, he's not the oldest, but he's the oldest, you know, guy in the house. And like for me, like obviously, like my parents are divorced. Like I take pride in like when I'm home, like you know, I'm the man of the house. Like that kid, he's like, you know, he's supposed to protect his sister and he's supposed to protect his little brother. And you know, it's scary that he might. And he's the nicest kid ever. You know, and it's scary that he might feel like he failed just because, you know, his siblings were in the wrong place at the wrong time and he wasn't. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it's a scary, it's a scary thought, you know? Yeah. Just, he's just so... Just a lot of trauma there. Yeah. And he's, and he's, he's just the nicest kid, you know? It just happens, you know, she was, she was quiet. She was just like a sweet girl and, you know, there's pictures of her. My coach even posted, you know, like that smile. Like there was pictures of her running and she's smiling. Yeah. You know, that's why it's just very like... And they're going to organize like a virtual 5k for her. So basically you just like, like if you register and you post the time and like, you know, you put yeah, the bib yeah. number on or whatever, like the money goes towards her family. You know, mm -hmm. they're either going to like build something for her or funeral costs or hospital costs. But I mean, as a small community though, I'm happy because I'm seeing everywhere we're really coming together and we're even, they want to buy like those lanterns 
I think they're illegal in Connecticut, but it was on Facebook, you know, they want to buy these lanterns and light them off with an M on them on, uh, like, I think in December. And my friend put it together and she said, you know, who would want one? All the money goes towards the family. It's pure profit to the family. And with such a small community, like 570 people commented how many they wanted, you know? So, I mean, for no one living in the town table, yeah. they're really, you know, coming together and that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's tragedy brings us together. Yeah, and this really, you know, it really. I mean, it hit close to home. I mean, it hit home. Yeah. You know, and I'm going home Saturday, and I'm, you know, it's only gonna be a week after it happened, and it's gonna be almost. The eerie. town's gonna have a whole new vibe. Yeah, there's you know there's memorial set up, and you never want to see you know a child's memorial set up. You know, on their front steps, on the church greens. There's just it's everywhere. There's just you know M's for Madeline. You know, it's 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 sad. It's yeah. And like now there's counseling, you know, because she was a sub. Every teacher knew her. Yeah. And like, the, like even my high school track coach, he coached her for track and he even, um, he had her in class, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you yeah. tell your kid that, you know, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially like, not like she's considered normal the whole time. Like there was no part of you that was ever like she's off, you know, like, mm -hmm. that it could happen to anyone like no, that, you know? No, it's, and I, obviously he kept it quiet, which I understand, you know, people go through things and they, you know, they keep it quiet, not because they're trying to hide something bad, just because it's a respect thing, you know, your family goes through something and yeah. you hide it. He wasn't hiding the fact that she was crazy and like, you know. Who's he? Her husband. Like, he wasn't like, some close people knew that, you know, she was struggling mentally, Yeah. but no one really knew why. And, you know, it just, it just hit the fan, like, just quicker than anyone could have ever imagined. He even said, you know, she would scream and, you know, she would, you know, throw a thing occasionally, which obviously is not a good thing, but never in a million years did he think, you know, she would go through the process to kill her own, you know, yeah, kill her children. Fucking it's, took over her body. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost scary to say out loud, you know? Yeah. Like, you, like, you never want to say, like, you know, kill her children. Like, it's just... And like you see her mugshot too, and I saw it and scared the shit out of me. You know, really? she looks sad, but almost like it's almost like empty. You know, you yeah, that's fucking crazy. yeah. It's just and you can see like the stare, and it's just like like they're not looking at you, they're looking through you. Mm-hmm. A hundred and I even take I even take like a mad criminals class here, and we were watching like Silence of the Lambs. We were talking about how like the stare was looking through you, and like that was just acting, but this was like something that like I could actually piece together, and I thought holy shit, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just an empty person. And it's just, obviously like she, she shouldn't be like, she should never be out of jail. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the obvious, you know? And if she posts her bond, which is 2.5 million, which she obviously won't, you know, there's obviously like a restraining order against, you know, no, yeah. That she, she can't, she can't see the kids. At this point, her life's probably going to become for the future. I think her life might be a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think they'll start studying her brain, mm -hmm. her actions. Whatever. I think I think they have to. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's. I just because even like not even on the scale of like where I live because again like I said nothing ever happens in my town and I saw an alert and they said there was a shooting and I'm like, mm mm. I was like, someone must have been like shooting it. Like it was like a a ring doorbell notification. So anyone can make those, but. I thought, oh, someone's shooting a gun in the backyard. Someone heard gunshots. They freaked out. Because that's a common thing, you know. Even, like, a coyote walks in your yard, like, trying to get your chickens or something like that. That's what people do in my town. They, they shoot the coyote, yeah. you know. Shoot the fox you or whatever. You guys got some big land. Yeah, like, I mean, not as big as we should have. But there's a couple people with, like, a 
four or five acres, you know, yeah, or they live in the woods and they're secluded. My buddy Colby, you know, the one I run with, shot a fox because it was going after his chickens or his goats or, but it was, I saw it and I'm like, no, what, a, like, no, that's just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Misunderstanding. Yeah, not even on the scale of Terryville where nothing happens. On the scale of just like the state or even like anywhere in the world, you never hear someone that just, oh, they had some mental problems and then boom, you know, yeah. they, they murder their children. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's one of those things that just, you can't imagine it until it happens. No. And it just makes you appreciate people a lot more, you know, like even like when I, when I found out that happened, I was, I was on the phone with my mom because like we're all close to the family and you know, I hear my brother upstairs, you know, crying because someone from his school found out cause they live close and he's, you know, he's crying and you know, it makes you, it makes you appreciate so many more things. You know, I texted my brother, I texted my sister, I texted my mom, I texted my dad. My grandparents, my girlfriend, you know, like, I love you guys, you know, like, obviously separately, but, you know, I'm like, I love you, you know, this, that, the other thing, you know, one big group yeah, one big group checks, you know, just <laughs> get it out of the way, you know, hey, hey, guys, love you, I just wanted to let you know, and they're like, oh, shit, this kid's not okay, what is he about to do, no, but I was just like, I was like, you know, like, I was even talking to my girlfriend about that, I was like, you know, like, we just have to, you have to take, you can't take anything for granted, it's just, and even my parents who, like, have been separated for over a year, you know, my mom let my dad come to the house, you know, just so my dad could be with them too. No, like there was no uncomfortable, like, Oh, you know, can we meet here? Oh, can you just stop by? And you know, the uncomfortable, like, Oh, I'm going to sit in the living room and say bye, you know? Yeah. Cause like, you know, I mean, divorce is hard. Like separation's hard, but my mom just said, just come over here. You know, like yeah, you need, you. you need to be with the kids and I don't, there's no reason for me to make them uncomfortable. And, you know, make us meet somewhere, make you come to the house and me sit here. Mm -hmm. You know, we just need to just come together be and just, civil. you know, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm glad that they can do that too. Like, you know, there's, there's, they can be civil when they want to. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's tough and you know, that's, you that, said they divorced when you were in high school. Yeah. So that's the thing too. So when I was in my senior year, like going into my senior year, like June, um, we were home one day and it was like, I don't like to say it was like a divorce. Like I love my dad to death. Like, you know, we put it aside, but my dad came home one day, I guess on like a Saturday or Sunday night and said, you know, told my mom that he didn't want to be with her anymore. My, my mom says it was out of the blue. I don't know if they were fighting, but I didn't see anything and I can pick up on a lot usually. Yeah. And then my dad was at work and I, I was somewhere. I don't remember where and I it was a Monday morning and my mom sits us down and she just said, your dad said he doesn't want to be with me anymore. He's gonna pack up his stuff and he's gonna move out. And that yeah. was that was it. And that's how you know of it. That's but it was I never saw it coming. They didn't fight. Yeah. They didn't do anything. So originally like I was upset. I was mad because not because like I wanted it to work. Like I under, I'm old enough to understand feelings are feelings. Yeah. If you lose them, you can't you can't change that. Then you're just faking it. But you know, there was no talk before, there was no marriage counseling. And my dad, it was June seventeenth, I'll never forget it. My dad came home grabbed his stuff, said goodbye, he moved out, you know? Yeah. And it was just, that was it, you know? And it was just, my life was really like, it wasn't like, like it was definitely like at a low, you know? You, yeah. like you, you're sitting there one day and your dad comes home every day from work and same thing every day. Oh, dad's home, oh, this, oh, that. And then like- Just ripped out of the equation. Yeah, never, you know, never spend a night with him again, never have a normal, not even like a normal family, you know? And it was like, it was shitty, you know? And then starting senior year, like 
my grand, like my dad didn't have the best life growing up. You know, he went through some shit. Like I know that everyone knows that, you know, he just had a shitty stepdad. His dad left, but like, like my dad like walked out, but he didn't like abandon us. You know, he supports us. He sees us. He makes an effort. And since then, you know, I've, I've moved on and, you know, we've been able to build our relationship back up, you know, because I understand feelings are feelings and there is two sides to the story. And I, he tells me that, you know, there was more talk of them getting divorced, but it was just more behind closed doors and they just put on a fake front, you know, but it's just, yeah, a lot of, I see a lot of my friends, parents kind of do that until kids like get old enough to understand, mm-hmm. you know, hundred percent. And then it, that, but like you said, like, it's almost like, what the fuck? Like that yeah. was out of the blue, you know? Yeah. It was very, it was very like, I don't know. It just, it's something I never saw coming. And at the time too, like I was, I was dating this girl for a while and I was thinking about like, oh, you know, like I wasn't really happy with her. But when she hit the fan with my parents, you know, that didn't seem so bad. And it sounds weird. But then when I started like becoming happier and I started realizing, I was like, shit, like this sucks. Like it was like, you know, no How'd offense. How'd you start becoming happier? Huh? How'd you start becoming happier? Because like that's the year we won Burks. And you know, when I started like, when I started like feeling happy again and I was like, I was more like accepting of what was going on with my parents. Was it still shitty? Yeah, it was awful. You know, you never want to see your parents get divorced and for me, you know, I got two younger siblings. My sister was a freshman when I was a senior. You know, my little brother was in sixth grade. And, you know, I'm super overprotective as it is. You know, yeah. if anyone, if, you know, a boy would mess with my sister, a boy did it, you know, I'm texting him. You know, I'm, I'm in their face. Like, that's just how it is, you know. And everyone knew it. And, you know, everyone, yeah, everyone knew. Oh, shit. Don't, don't do anything bad to Kendall because, you know, Connor will be around the corner. But it's just, I was just super overprotective. And. My senior year started rolling around. I started accepting it and my siblings would get better and they were more comfortable and we were able to make time with my dad, you know, and it became more normal. And then I started to realize, well, shit, you know, I'm not really happy in this relationship, you know? And that was a big part too is I was like, when things started to get better, I started realizing like, this sucks. Like it, like, it was a shitty relationship and we dated like two years, you know? And I was just like, no, nah, this is enough. Like enough's enough, just broke up with her. And then right before quarantine started, I started talking to this girl, Ari, obviously. And then I was like, and then quarantine hit and then we didn't see each other. And then once we were allowed to see each other, cause like her mom was worried, which I understand. There was a lot of unknowns with COVID. Yeah. And then, so then I started, I started dating her in May when I was allowed to see her. And then, you know, the rest is history, you know, just doing long distance, which is hard, but I mean, it's not the worst, you know? Uh, yeah, of course. But no. You actually like the person too. No, no, hundreds. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. I, when I was... When I was even, I did an overnight because like I was a cross country recruit, so I came and spent a night with yeah, teammates, yeah. and I was doing the overnight, and you know his ex girlfriend just blowing up my phone, you know, just doing this, doing that, and I'm like, fuck, like this is never gonna work in college, you know? <laughs> it was just too much, and then I was just like, like for a while, for a while we just fought, and like I knew we were gonna break up, and it was just the like you know you just didn't want to do it. Yeah, I get you. But then once I did, it was just like so much better and then I wasn't I wasn't even planning on dating another I was just like yeah I'll just you know do my own thing and then right before COVID hit I had a bunch of buddies over and one of my mom was away and we were super drunk and this cute girl was snapchatting like oh shit and I was drunk and I wake up the next morning and I look and I was like hmm open three hours ago that's not you know shit and now that, <laughs> that kind of got like we knew each other like we were friends but yeah that kind of got the ball rolling you know just like it, it started a conversation I was like oh yeah, I was really drunk last night, <laughs> and then it's, there was no, it wasn't uncomfortable though, it wasn't like, oh my god, it was like, 
don't know, it just got the ball rolling for yeah, some odd yeah. reason. And then before you Shit know it. hurts like that. It's weird, man. Yeah. It wasn't like, I wasn't like Snapchatting her just because I was drunk. Like, I thought this girl was cute and I knew it. And then I started drinking and I'm like, well, I'm going to. I'm just going to do shot. it. I'm just going to do it. Why the fuck not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And then, you know. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, that's that's just how it happens, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how it happens. But, yeah, I just I was just shooting my shot. And then I wake up, and I'm like, hmm. And then things just worked out, I guess, you know? Just, but, yeah. No, it was funny, though. And like, you haven't had any problems being at school? I mean, here and there. Like, obviously, it's just more... It's just more the fact of, like, missing each other. Because, like, like I said before, like, my other girlfriend, like... We were good together, but it wasn't, like, what I wanted. You know, it's what I thought. It was my first serious girlfriend, and I just kind of, like, it's what I thought I wanted. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, really different being with, like, Ari. Like, it's just, like, like, I feel different. Like, it's just something that, like, I really want. There's never a doubt in my mind that, like, oh, shit, you know, maybe this, maybe that. Like, there's never a doubt. It's just kind of, like, I know I want to be with Ari, and that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, it's a good feeling, and, like, I went home. So, I went home for Columbus Day weekend, I think, six weeks in being here. Indigenous people Indigenous day. Indigenous people no, day. <laughs> <laughs> so I went home then and I saw her. I actually surprised her. It was dope. Like I texted her mom and I was like, if I come home Thursday, can I come to your house and can you like bring me to like, cause she dances. Like, can, you know, can I uh, pop out of your car when she's at dance and like surprise her? And so I did. And it was like, it was a super fun weekend. Like, obviously like I was home, I got to see everyone. And then I came back and my buddy got COVID and we didn't know. And I came in contact with him. Uh, so then they were going to try to lock me down in here for 14 days. And I'm like, but I have a negative test. Yeah. And they're like, well, you can go home if you want to quarantine. And I was like, wait, how did the school find out? Because when he got it, so he came back from the long weekend yeah. and we ran together and he got tested that morning. And then he had to report his close contacts. They said, who have you been in contact with? And he said, Connor Garrity. Yeah. So I get a call and they say, even if you come back negative, you have to quarantine for 14 days. For what reason? Because in case the virus was in my body and didn't start showing symptoms. didn't want to come out. Didn't want to come out, I guess. That's what they were trying to tell me. So I'm like... It's hiding. Yeah. So after four days of... After four four days of going absolutely insane, I text my mom. I go, Mom... At first, I wasn't going to go home just in case. And then I was in here for four days, not running, not going to the gym. And I'm like... And I'm like, Mom... Just come get me. Yeah. So then I ended up going home and spending another like week. I think it was like eight or nine days. So like that's kind of what made it easier too. It was like I had this extra week. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it was it was I was like oh by the way Ari I'm coming home you know yeah, yeah. surprise I'm coming back <laughs> I but COVID. yeah I was like I oh <laughs> no you're good I got tested though when I was home and I never had it and. Even, even, I guess on Halloween, I, can dodge that shit twice. I guess in, on Halloween, I came in contact with someone too. God damn. And I, and I didn't know cause the guy, I don't know. I got a ride from him. Like he was a friend of a friend. Like I kind of knew him, Yeah. but he didn't know my name. So I, my buddy Antonio was like, Oh yeah, by the way, blah, blah, blah. got COVID. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, yeah. he's like, don't worry. We've come back negative three times. I'm like, yeah, damn. You're right. You know? Yeah. But it's just like. But yeah, so I mean, that's what made it easier. But I mean, it's definitely hard. Like, it's not like easy. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, I really like being, you know, a hundred plus miles away from you, not seeing you ever. Yeah. But it's never like, I never like, we trust each other a lot and we never have any doubt in our minds where it's like, oh yeah. Like, I never have a doubt in my mind that like, you know, I don't want to be with her. You know, there's not, there's not like anything up here where I'm like, oh yeah, like I really need to, you know, break up with you. Like, there's yeah. just not like, I just, I just don't want to be with her. So it's like, it's just different, but that's sick. No, yeah, for sure. It's a special feeling. 
For sure, for sure. Far and few between. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have a funny story about COVID. My sister's friend, they're not going to listen to this, so I can use names. But <laughs> my sister's friend, Ben, uh, he was going to a camping trip, and while they're going to a camping trip, the guy who's driving the car gets a call, and he goes, hey, uh, you're positive for COVID. And, like, oh. he looks back, and he's like, they were about to go to a whole weekend away. Everyone in the car just got out and walked, like, 10 like miles back to where everything <laughs> we're leaving from and when they got back so he lives in like an apartment um with like a couple other girls and guys or whatever i don't know the situation but he was there and he like told the school and they're like all right just quarantine your house for a couple days get a couple negative tests back you know like the same thing but a girl in the house called the school like without telling him mm-hmm. that um, and she was like, I don't feel comfortable with him being here. And they made, they brought him to the school's like quarantining like zone or whatever, like whatever building it was and oh. stuck him in a room for two weeks straight where this is like a working kid. Like, like obviously he's a student, but he's a senior. So like he has internships and has shit. And yeah. like now without being told anything, he went from having to quarantine four days in his own house to two weeks alone in this hotel room. Oh. And I, I just couldn't imagine that shit. Like... My sister's like, oh, it's a, like, I, they understand, they'll talk about it. And I was like, if someone fucking did that to me, yeah, I'd like, I'd be I'd, I, would, I mean, I'd be like, I'd be rational about it, I guess. But like, at the same time, be like, fucking tell me you're uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll get out of here. I'll go just, home. I'm like, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, just tell me. Just let me know. Like, yeah. Just don't make me go into like a prison cell. Into a life. That happened with the, all the upperclassmen on the team were at a party, I guess. Um, like last Saturday or two Saturdays ago, I think. And they were there, and the same thing happened. I guess there's a kid from another school, and he gets an email, and it's like, you're positive with COVID. Yeah. They all came back negative, but just as a precaution, they can't come to practice. Yeah. Luckily, they all live in apartments, so, like, they're not on lockdown. They have to do online classes for, like, a week or two. But, like, you know, they can go out and do things, like, just what I would do when I was home. Because when I was home, I didn't, like, go out and party, but, like, saw my girlfriend, and I, you know, did things you like saw that. People, yeah. yeah, I did stuff like that. But the thing is, it's like, you know... All these, you know, they're just at a party, and then all of a sudden, oh shit! By the way, like this kid's just reading an email out yeah. loud. He's like, oh fuck! He's like, none of them got it. It's you know? funny because you do get the emails like there. There's so many times I get the emails where it's like, oh, you're negative. I'm like, oh great! Like I'm playing basketball with 40 people right now. That's it's good. good. It's I good thought I'm negative. That's what well, I, I was actually paranoid the first week. I that first test I had, I was like so worried. I'm like, bro, what if I have COVID? Like, what if I have COVID? I don't know. Yeah. And now, like, I get the alert, and I know. Because, like, when you come back positive, you get a phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I get the alert. I don't even check that shit. I turn my phone off and throw yeah. it in my... Like, I was playing basketball the first time, too. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, I wonder if I'm positive right yeah. now. Like, that'd be so scary. Like, I'd have to go back. I'd have to do this. And now I'm just like... I do the same thing every day. I'm fine. I was kind of tripping the other day because I went and visited my grandparents who live over in Revere. So, it's just a couple T-stops over. Mm-hmm. And, um... When I, like, I got a test Monday, and I went over Tuesday, mm-hmm. and, um, like, I hung out with them all day, and then right when I got back, and, like, right when I got back in my dorm, I got a notification that my test came back, and I was, I was like, all right, it probably is negative, but, like, if it was positive, like, how fucking bad that would be, because, yeah. I mean... I was social distancing, we were outside for the most part, and like, took all precautions, I always had my mask on and stuff, but like, if I were to bring COVID into, I went to my grandma's house and my aunt's house, and like, I mean, my aunt doesn't believe in COVID, so she, she was like, she didn't have a mask on, we went social distancing and stuff at some points, I mean, we're outside for the most part, but like, yeah. it was just funny, like, to think 
that if I, like, after all that, if I just saw my phone, I was like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, yeah I was here, over. here, here, and here, yeah. and I'm positive, yeah, oh, it's, fuck. it's, and, like, sometimes you get a call from, like, a block, I got a call from a block number, I'm like, Fuck, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is your academic advisor. I'm like, fuck. Why'd you have to do that to me? Whenever I get a call from a block number, I'm so scared. And like, my buddy texted me when I came in contact with him. So I was in class, right? So I went to I went to practice mm-hmm. with the entire fucking team. Luckily they didn't have to quarantine because I was just someone that came in contact and I came yeah, back yeah. negative, so they didn't have to they didn't have to quarantine. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm in class and I get it and I don't usually check my phone during class, but we were like doing something slow and my buddy wasn't, you know, he wasn't, um, he wasn't at practice because he had a headache. I checked my phone and he goes, bro, I'm positive. You need to get tested. And I went, I just put my phone down. I just go, oh fuck. I'm sitting there. There's 10 minutes at the class. I went, I got, I got tested without an appointment. I just said, Hey, can I get tested? I got tested. I came back to my room. Luckily I got tested because they don't let you get tested until after a week. Yeah. If you come in contact, which I think is bullshit, but whatever. It's, it's hard. It's such a like so many variables just yeah. so many variables i would just like to know if i had it you yeah. know so i luckily got a test before they called me so i'm on my way and they're like so where are you i'm like i'm here don't worry i got tested so when it comes back negative i'll be good and they're like no and that's when i found out that i had to quarantine for 14 days no matter Jesus. what and when i came back negative i was just like and i was paranoid too because it's funny because when you came in contact with them someone and you think you might have it Every little thing you're like, oh my god, is this cool? Like that's how I am at least too. That, like, that's how I am at least. Like if I see someone throw up, I'm like, oh my god, what if I throw up? Do I have a stomach bug? Like I start freaking yeah, out. Yeah. Even if I watch the kid like chug a soda and run around and throw it up, yeah, you're like, oh yeah. my god, is he gonna give me the stomach? Like I get paranoid. So here I am, you know, my buddy just got fucking COVID, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm sitting here and like I'll like sneeze, and I'm like, oh no, it's starting. Oh no, or like I'll get a runny nose. I'm like, uh, dude longest 24 hours of my life waiting for that fucking test I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah. i get a negative test and i'm like i'm going home baby i'm going i'm not staying here yeah jesus dude that's why i don't know if i could come back if to quarantine for three days just to do online classes that's like, what i was thinking too it's, it's just a i don't know you i i would like you said like like we were just saying before we need to get the fuck out of here to do things mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and like just Three days just to be precautious, that shit would fuck me yeah. up. It's, it's not, it's really not good for you even to quarantine, like, yeah. and like the thing is too, is it's like they say three days, but you come back Sunday, so you have to quarantine then, you have to get tested, they're not open Sunday, so get tested Monday, mm-hmm. wait Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, get tested Friday, Yeah. or you could get tested Thursday, that's, oh, that's two days apart, shit, yeah, but anyway, like, it's gonna be like close to a week, you know, it's just yeah. like, for me, it wouldn't be worth it, especially like, my buddy's back home girlfriend back home was just like yeah i'm just gonna yeah, go home you know sure. did um, you know a lot of people who had it before coming to school i knew actually the first two cases in my town were my friend's grandparents really they got it and that was like when it was like first starting to and i worked with my buddy's sister and she came and like she took time off and i thought maybe they're just being paranoid you know maybe they're just being precautious to their grandparents in the house and they come back after a month and she goes yeah the first two cases in terryville those were my grandparents Jesus. I went, are they okay? She's like, yeah, they're okay. You know, me, me and my brother stayed home from work, you know, whatever. And I'm like, thank fucking God that, you <laughs> yeah. know, that you stayed home from work, you know, and you just stayed home. But it's just, it's it's a scary thing. And it sucks too, because some people are paranoid about it, which I understand. Like, I understand At the beginning, paranoid. for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, looking at the CNN... Dude, the fucking CNN number, bro. That shit's so terrifying oh, for no reason. So just watching scary. that shit tick every day. And it's literally like... 
I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, that's just a number, but it, like, it's a body. Like, it's literally, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. But, like, when I was like, not, I never really panicked because, I mean, I don't know, like, what the fuck am I gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. And but when that I saw the number ticking and getting higher and higher and just the press about it getting a little crazy and being like, we don't know what the fuck this is. Like each week being like, we need more, we need more information, we need more information. And then when New York posted that, or when CNN posted that picture of New York of like the trench of just bodies, mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's just kind of wild. No, in the, in the media, like I've talked about this before, the media is such a bad amplifier. Like it's- Cause so, they need views bro. Yeah, dying it's just, this. it's just like, oh, you want to watch TV? Here's a number that's ticking, you know, and like obviously that's it's that's, still there. No, bro. they haven't yeah. taken it down for it's, listen, seven months. Like, should you like show statistics? Should you show people why you need to take this seriously? Absolutely. Putting numbers up there, putting you know maps up there. It's also just to scare you. You never see a map like when you see a map like of the United States, and it's like okay, this is where COVID's rampant. Like, it's red. Like that sounds dumb, but like, if you really think about it, like. They don't put like nice colors. They put like a dark red. They're like, yeah, yeah. this is scary as fuck. We're going to make this <laughs> a scary away. ass color. And it's just like, it's meant to scare you. It's sure. meant to and just they're like, like, they're all fucked. You have to stay indoors instead of being like, all right, let's, uh, let's work on some physical health. Let's, let's take our vitamins. Let's start mm-hmm. facing our diets. Yeah. Phil Mavitone, he's a doctor. I like to listen to him a lot. Um, he was saying like, this pandemic didn't show, like this pandemic's not, the, like coronavirus isn't the real issue. It's our general public's health that's the real issue, and the fact that it's just exploiting how poorly we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and like, it's so tr- like, I mean, I don't know. I've been taking precaution, but like, I've been playing basketball with kids since day one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, dr- my job this whole summer was just delivering ice around Mass and New Hampshire and all over the place. I mean, I had a mask on, but the people in the convenience stores don't care. They don't have yeah. masks on. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I, I don't know, I just feel like there's no chance, I know so many people who had it, like I've definitely been in contact with it, but like I just take care of my shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do the same even thing. Even if it was to get to me, like it would just bounce right off of me, you know what I'm saying? And I was talking mm-hmm. to this guy last night, I was playing basketball with, he was saying he had it, and like he was a pretty in shape dude, and he was like, yeah, for four days I couldn't taste or smell, and he's like, that's it, and he's like, I was fine after that, and he's like, my wife on the other hand kind of got fucked, but like, he's like, she wasn't in as good a shape as me. Yeah, which it sounds bad, but like when you're looking at it from like a a standpoint of, okay, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to, you know, mess up me? Like, I mean, I don't want to say, oh yeah, I'd be fine, but you know, yeah, I feel like there's a good shot where, you know, I, like you said, like I take care of myself, like I run, like I drink water. You'd be fucking fine if you're running 620 pace (laughs) or 11 miles. Yeah. yeah. Your lungs are chilling. Yeah. But yeah, it comes to the thing where it's like, you got to protect other people. And I get mm -hmm. that. No, 100%. I mean, pretty soon I hope they're... Like, all right, if you want to go in public, you don't have to wear a mask. And if you're scared about that, just stay home, man. Yeah, or, <laughs> ju- or just wear a mask. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you're not, like, I, again, I'm no fucking doctor, but if you're not wearing a mask and someone else is, I mean, they're more likely to be protected than you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's 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 all it's crazy, crazy shit. The thing that pisses me off is the gym, bro. I always, like, I always go to my own spot. I always go to my, like... I take my weights or I take the rack away from other people mm-hmm. and then while I'm doing it like it will come below my nose and someone always comes over and they're like can you bring it up above your nose and I was like you're causing a problem by coming over here I was like yeah. you stayed over there like after my sets I always put it back up I yeah. don't walk around with no, it no it comes up I know yeah. what you mean yeah. and it, it's just so like that just frustrates me bro because like people were like oh you're inconsiderate you're not thinking of others you're not like you only think of yourself but 
like I all my decisions before that are so I can do that. You know what I'm saying? No, hundred percent. And the thing is too is it's I was so I had to run in the gym one time for at Suffolk, and a guy came over and said I had it down below my nose. Now my gym running on a treadmill. I only have thirty minutes, so I'm like, okay, screw. It. I'm gonna bump up the speed, just you know, get a little you know, get a little speed into it because like I couldn't book the treadmill for more than one clip for some reason, like it was booked. Yeah. So I'm going as fast as I can. Mask is absolutely soaking wet, you know, suffocating me. You know, running with a mask is not very fun. This guy comes over and goes, Keep hold over your nose. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like the guy in charge. But he ended up telling me that the day before, oh, girl did the same thing, or a boy, I don't know who they had it below their nose, and a guy saw in the window and was pounding on the window and like like screaming at them and swearing at them and called SUPD. And they came into the gym. That's crazy. Because this girl and like I was even like even running outside, dude, I was running the day I did that the 13 miler, like the 622 pace or whatever, <laughs> I was I was running, and now mind you, I'm kind of in the zone, whatever. I pull my mask up like when I can, but like, if there's one, if there's like a biker going by me, like six feet by me, I'll have my mask below my nose or I'll have my mask off. The trail was empty, it was cold, whatever. And this biker comes by me, and he was f- like flying by me. He wasn't wearing a mask, and I had my mask down, and he goes, wear your mask. And I was like, why don't you wear yours? Yeah. You know, and plus you're six feet from me. You're now talking to me, which like you said, you're causing the problem. Now, if we didn't talk and we just <laughs> went by each other, there would be no problem. But, you know, I, I pulled it up. To be in, like the big thing too, my mom's a science teacher and she, at first she was a big panic about it. She'd get on my ass about all this. But as time has gone on, she's like, well, you actually have to be within like the person's, you have to be in the person's personal bubble for 15 minutes for the chance of it getting passed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right. And then she's like, well, the masks like actually do, you know what I'm saying? Like she just keep chipping away at like, oh, maybe this, like we are going, I mean, I get it. We need to take precautions and shit. But like, I think we're at a point where we can acknowledge like we went, like they're kind of, I don't even know because the fucking cases are going up. I know. It's confusing. But I'm, I'm also, con- I'm also wondering if they, like, again, I wonder if the cases are going up because like at the end of the day, I wonder if more people are getting tested. You know, are the case, are the case numbers going up because there's just more people getting tested because there's plenty of asymptomatic people that are maybe like, oh shit, you know, yeah, you know, oh, I have to get tested for work. Oh, I came back positive. I'm like, I'm sure. And I'm sure people are also now the virus is more common, which sounds bad, but like, it's more, you know, it's more known now. It's like, it's not as unknown that people are just more apt to getting tested. I wonder if people yeah. are just like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'll that get tested way just more available now Yeah, too. 100%. Before, like, it took forever to get a COVID test, you know, and it was really uncommon. You pay for it yourself. Yeah. Now you could just go to, like, a clinic and yeah. do it for free. And, you know, some people are just, do, you know, just doing it. And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe some of the numbers are going up because people just aren't afraid to get tested anymore. I could be wrong, but, I mean, people are like, oh, you know, or they're more apt to getting tested. They're like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going out and I'm seeing people now. Maybe I'll get tested just in case, you know. Yeah. But who, who, who knows? Yeah, the the one thing that actually, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it, but then one night I got high and I watched the news thing on it and it freaked me the fuck out, <laughs> was like, if it mute like if it's gonna mutate, it's gonna mutate around Christmas, and if that happens, it might fucking set us all the way back, and I was just yeah. like, I was just thinking about that, because at first I was like, oh, it's not gonna fucking mutate, but then I was like, wait a second, if it does, like, think about like finally finding a vaccine that's over 90% like effective mm-hmm. and then having this thing just fucking pivot on us and yeah. like just make us look silly bro like li- that, all I think this is 
shown humans that we really aren't in control of shit. You know what no. I'm saying? We think we're no. top dog, we're really not. No. Mother, Mother Nature runs this shit. 100%. You know? And it, it just puts us in our place, and I think that's what people just need to accept. You know, yeah. like we're still just trying to control this and like vaccines and avoid the inevitable, but like, I don't know, people just need to start taking care of themselves before they worry about the whole entire world, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah, it's some crazy, crazy times. It's, yeah, and it's crazy how, like, there's, like, new information. I don't know. I just figured at this point, like, it'd be kind of like, all right, we get it. You we know, know what We know what it is. Yeah. I don't understand. There's still, like, like, yeah, like, okay, numbers are spiking, but, like, yeah. why do you just hit, like, what else is there to tell? But, like, yeah, we know numbers are spiking, but, like, it's just on the news yeah. 24-7, you know? It's, yeah, and honestly, I think it's going to be on the news for a lot longer than it has to be, and I think news stations are eating up the fact that Trump won't con- concede and that's because like that's views that's more views mm-hmm. like if Trump just conceded this virus we put up the vaccine like we could be back to no no need for news again you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we could all just get the weather app again and we would have no need to look on the news channel and see mass shootings and see horrible things that we're not trying to be exposed to every day you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying but like, 100%. it's just I think I think the news is going to keep doing this to a point where we're like Fuck the news! Like, what are they even doing? They're just trying yeah. to scare us. You know what I'm They're saying? They're just trying to scare us into views. For sh- it's it's fucked up. It's all fucked up. But yeah, 100%. I mean, hopefully this whole time period will like break us down to a point where we could build it back up. You yeah. Know? We talk about this a lot in my museum class about how like we have we're like oh we have a problem here we have a problem in this we have a problem in that and they're like what's the, what's the problem and I'm like everybody's just kind of like well it seems like there's a problem with the system and we just keep trying to like make little changes to it whereas you just need to fucking rebuild everything you know. Yeah. But we'll see as time goes on. Need some big moves. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I still want to ask you about uh, your your religious beliefs. Okay. What do you, what do you you practice Christianity? You like you say your own prayers or yeah. who you praying to exactly? So I. Okay, so like I believe in Christianity and I love the Reverend at my church. Like I said, you know, uh-huh. preaches you know a lot of good things and like I do believe in a God. I believe in you know a higher power. You know, although, like, you know... Like, a God and then Jesus Christ? Yeah, I, I believe in that. Um, you believe he got crucified? Yes. And came back? Yes. I, I believe it. I mean, who really, like, who really knows? And, like, I never want to talk against my faith. Because, like, I do believe in... You definitely believe in faith? A hundred percent. Everything happens for a reason. That That's what I believe in. Because I feel like, you know, there has to be a reason for everything. And even, even praying helps me, too. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like, I'll lose track of it, but... Since, you know, I started, like, really, like, doing my own thing more when, like, my dad left and stuff. And I was very, like, that's when I questioned it the most. I questioned, like, you know, why is this happening to me? But then when you slowly start coming out of it and you start, you know, becoming a better person because of it, that's when I really believed in everything happens for a reason. And even, like, I like I like praying. I'll, I try to pray before bed every night, you know, just about what's going on. Even today when I was running, I actually noticed this. When I was doing the five-miler, you know, I wrote, I wrote the name of... The kids, you know, that were involved in the shooting on my shoes, you know, that's why I do when there's something tragic that happens, I write out my running shoes because, you know, I train those every day and if I need something to inspire me, it's right there, you know, and all I got to think was, you know, the last mile was just, this is so sad, you know, this, that, the other thing, and I was, I broke away from the group, so I was closing hard, and I went through the line, and I stopped my watch, and I went over to the fence, and I just, instinctively, I just, I like, I just prayed in my head, like I just said, you know, I just like, I don't remember what I was like, thinking about or praying about but it was just like the thoughts that were running through my mind about what was going on you know just praying for you know that the girl was were to like rest peacefully you know you have to believe that 
someone would rest peacefully. Like you want to believe that. You want to believe that there's a place people go and that everything does happen for a reason. You want to, you want to pray and hope to God that, you know, the kid makes it through and that, that the people that were involved were able to, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel, I feel like there's, the, everything has to happen for a reason. That's what I believe. I totally feel the but, same way. I don't know. I don't know. If it's hard to say because like you never wanna you never wanna talk against your faith because I I do believe what do you in mean? it. Are you fe- are you in fear of talking against God? Like I know. No, people... I mean no. I be- I believe in a God for sure. It's just I don't know if I believe. So here's the thing. So like I even talked about this. Like we talk about this in like government. Like talking about strict versus loose like interpretation. Mm-hmm. Do you strictly believe in the Constitution or do you think it should change over time? You know. Okay. Yeah. We have the right to bear arms, but. You know, bearing arms nowadays is, you know, there's AK-47s, there's, you know, yeah. killing machines. Should we be allowed to bear those or should, you know, things change? And it's the same thing with the Bible. Like, I'll read the Bible and I believe, you know, I'm more of like a loose interpretation. I'm not like, I'm not old school because I believe that, you know, writings and scriptures from so long ago should be read, but should also be changed for what's going on now. I think like, like a lot of like, um... You know, a lot of like older, you know, really like sh- strict Christians and like read the Bible to a T believe like, you know, gay marriage isn't okay. Yeah. You know, they believe it's a man and a woman. But I think that, you know, I don't believe that. I think that, you know, time should, I think that as time should change, that, you know, interpretation should change as well. I think that, you know, if, you know, if God were to want people to be happy, then he wouldn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think people burn in hell for, you know, getting tattoos, obviously, because, you know. <laughs> I got him, but you know, I I don't believe that you know that God that you'll burn in hell for you know marrying someone of the same sex or doing this or doing that. Like, I think that you know, like I don't want to. I never want to talk against my religion and say that like some of the things that happen aren't true. I believe majority you can disagree of disagree with it for sure. I I believe majority of it's true. I just don't know to what extent. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's the it's, thing too. When you a big thing for me is when I look at the principles of Christianity. I really do believe in that. Like, the the amendments of Christianity in the sense like do do what you like treat your neighbor correctly don't I don't know how they're worded but they're like don't sexually abuse anyone mm-hmm. don't like yeah. just treat everyone how you want to be treated continue to like work with the earth you know mm-hmm. things like that like 100%. I think all religions are on that basis you know where they're yeah. like the same thing like treat everyone as if they are you because at the end of the day like they could be you you know yeah, what i'm saying like 100%. how do we know like i didn't live that life i didn't live this life you know mm-hmm. so i there's a but like when you get into the nitty-gritty interpretation of things that's where shit gets messy because you have some hardos who read it for the exact literal meaning and they're like nope that's what it says that's what happened and they can't see it from like a a figurative like perspective in the mm-hmm. sense that like oh it's just it's just words to describe a way of life instead of like a where it's describing a life. You know exactly, a hundred percent. So no, and I, I like I don't mean that I don't believe in it because obviously I do. Like I believe in a God. I believe in Jesus. It's just everything that happened. Like I do feel like that you can interpret interpret it differently. Not like saying it didn't happen, but you know, again, saying what the Bible says, just reading it differently. You know, like yeah. again with like like I I believe if you're a good person, um, you know, life is made to. What you put in, you'll get out of it. You know, if you treat people correctly, or if something bad happens to you, you know, if something bad were to happen to you, like, I don't know, like, even with me, like, my buddy, like, one of my best friends from my hometown, like, I don't care, like, you know, I'll diss him, but like, you know, (laughs) 
he, you know, I was really close to this kid. We grew up together. And after me and my ex-girlfriend broke up, you know, a week later, I found out, you know, he's hooking up with her and he never told me, you know, after like yeah, nine, you, nine you or 10 months, nine was, or 10 months. It was, it's he, a, he was closer than a buddy. Like oh, you, you kind of, Oh yeah, no, he was, I mean, he was my first friend. Um, I knew him from a young age, you know, and listen, I'm okay with confronting people. I called oh, his dude, ass up. battling some fucking demons. Yeah, here. dude. I, I called him up and I said, you know, we've been through everything together during, during COVID his mom got mad at him and he was out of the house for a couple of days and I drove his ass to and from places, you know, when we're out, if he needs a ride home from work, I'm always there to grab him. You know, I'm always there for him. And, you know, I called his ass up and I said, you know, listen, obviously, like I found out a couple weeks ago, obviously, do I still like the girl? Fuck no. I'm, it's the you know, principle. It's the principle. It's exactly <laughs> what he did. It's like, and you hid it from me for this long. And he's like, it's not that big of a deal. It happened so long ago. And I go. That's what fucking makes it worse. And it's the fact that I had to find out through my ex. Because yeah. we worked together, so I wanted to unblock her because I'm going back to work like in December. Because I'll be home and like, might as well make some money. Yeah, I want to be civil. <laughs> and she told me, and I'm like, that motherfucker, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, but for me, listen, I could go home and I could... Beat the, shit beat, the, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I know I'm capable of it. And you could, and you could, you could, you could hear in his voice, like, I put it on speaker. There's a couple people in there. You could hear in his voice that... This motherfucker's scared, you know? He, like, and I said, Fear you know, God I said, Brandon, I said, I could go home. I could beat the shit out of you. I could beat the shit out of you. you <laughs> could, like that. I said, you could go to Thanksgiving with a black eye and your mom could say, what happened? And you would have to say, oh, sorry, mom. When, uh, into a pole. when my best friend, you know, broke up with his girlfriend of two and a half years, I fucked her a week later, <laughs> you know? And I said that to him just so he really understood, you know, what he did. But I said, you know, I said, I'm going to do something even better. I go, I'm going to cut you out of my life. I go, as hard as it is to say, I go, I'm going to cut you out of my life. I'm going to let you live your life because you're turning into a loser. And I don't want you to drag me down. So Damn. I'm going to become, you know, so much better. You're and you're just geez. not, you know. And I just thought if I just do that and just I'm very matter of fact, you know, you fucked me over. And I could listen, I could go post about him. I could go yeah. fuck him up. Like I could go home and be the show. I know I could, you know. Yeah. No one would stop me. It'd be I just beat the shit out of them. But for me to not do that, and for me to try to re like remain mature and calm and just you know, whatever you know, what you put into life, you get out. He's you know being a bad person. You know he's doing this. It'll come back to get him. You know something will happen. Yeah. With me, like I just try to treat everyone correct. Like you know, I try to treat everyone with kindness. You know, you just you know whatever. Like I tried to drop it. I was mature. I walked away instead of, you know, getting, yeah. like, obviously in the moment, you know. You kept I, it real, though. You were yeah. like, fuck it, bro. Like, yeah. you're going to be like this. I'm yeah, like, and I was very matter of fact. You know, there was no there was no texting and fighting. There was no prolonged. He was trying to start something. He was trying to say, well, you never hang with the boys. I go, well, I'm living in Boston, you dumbass, but whatever. <laughs> but I was like, you know, this, that. The other thing, he's trying to drag it out. He's trying to drag it out and say, yeah, I, they, they, yeah. everybody tries to turn it to, I'm the victim. Yeah. You know? so, and, and I'm like, listen, I go, there's no way you can turn this around where I'm the bad guy. I said, I'm just going to walk away. That's it. Live your life. I'll live mine. I don't, you know, I don't need that shit in my life. And that's just, and like, that's how you want it to be. Like, you don't want to drag something out that's bad in your life. And if you're putting so much negative energy into something, you know, you're going to get it back. But For if sure. I just drop it and just keep putting, you know, good energy and like focus on what I want to, then that's it. But yeah. That's the thing too, is like like you said, like, you know, a lot of fucked up shit's been happening lately, but you know. You're staying fucked you got yeah. that dog mentality. Yeah, if you just I don't know, I feel like if you just 
try to not block it out, acknowledge it happened. You know, do it like obviously I was upset. This kid was one of my best friends. I got pictures yeah. of him in my room. You know, I took down the pictures, you know. I, I cried, like I was upset, you know, just because that's what I was the emotion. Yeah, though. that's you what know, yeah. people try to block that emotion whereas no. if you like you just bask in that emotion and then get over it the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh I'm sad right now, I'm gonna be sad, play some sad music. Yeah. Like then the next day I'm back to mm-hmm. fucking Connor. hundred percent. And that's that's what I found like with my parents' divorce is obviously that's there's more to that. You're gonna be sad for a longer period of time, but there was a part of me that just pushed it down. You know, I didn't want to acknowledge what was going on. Not even acknowledge what was going on, but I was just like, I'm okay. And I would do like, we did yard work or something. We were trying to clean up the house and pick up the house because we had nothing else to do. And I would just go out and I would just work like a dog. Like just yeah. work myself to death. I wasn't, I remember I wasn't eating right, you know, whatever. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't acknowledging my emotions. And that's what I learned. I was like, you know, you need to acknowledge what's going on. Whatever happened with Brandon, I acknowledged it. I thought about what happened. I let the emotions run over me and I just thought, you know, I got to drop it. I can't. I can't have that in my life. And I was the same way with, you know, it's the same way with everything. Like you have to go through the emotions. Like you can't just, sure. you know, you can't just sit there and just be like, you know, oh, I'm going to ignore this. So then a month later I can lash out. Cause you know, yeah. that's also what I would do is I'd hold it in and then it all comes someone up. would, someone would mess with me. Not even like, not even do anything crazy wrong, but I, Dude, I totally yeah, you freak out. Right. You like, you hold stuff in, you're going through a lot. And, and it comes out on the wrong person oh, every time. all the time. But that's also why you should be kind to everyone because you never know what they're going through. When I see someone and I'm like, I've never really, like, obviously, like, you know, maybe I, me, me and a couple people have, you know, gone back and forth. But that's, you know, that's a just, yeah, just going back and forth at each other, you know, whatever. But I've, there's never been a point where I've, like, had someone freak out on me because, like, yeah. I always just try to be nice. Like, I never try to fuck with anyone. Like, I'm never like, oh, yeah, let's fuck. No, I just kind of just want to be like, like just you know you don't know what they're going through even if they're like a weird kid or a quiet kid no, you don't I get you. you never want to be like oh yeah because again you know I believe that you get in what you put in you know if you're addicted to people then it's gonna come back around and, you know in a bad way so and you never like you said bro you never know what someone's going through mm-hmm. never fucking know and it's like it's so crazy because not only do you never know but they are going through something like everybody's got a bag of shit mm-hmm. you know yeah I yeah. always keep that in mind too like if I ever feel bad about something like. I always know someone else has it too, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we, in my museums class, again, I just use this class because it's a sick ass class. We talk about mm-hmm. literally whatever, but, um, we were just talking about like sexual abuse and a lot of girls spoke up about like being abused and like stories they had and like mm-hmm. our professors, like, you don't have, like, you don't have to share if you don't want to. And all of them were like, no, nah, like, I like this. Like, I like hearing other people's story because now mm-hmm. I feel not so alone like and then another girl was like that's where i learned like the definition of victim and survivor like a victim always feels like it was against them whereas a survivor found this group of people who got through it you Mm -hmm. know and like it i don't know it it was it was a real like in a like it was a beautiful class in a way like it was so interesting to see that just all these girls open up about it and like it was very empowering it was a Mm -hmm. it was a cool class but like you said bro you just got to treat everybody like you, you don't know what's going on in yeah. life. You can't assume anything. Yeah, and, no. you, and you never know. You like, That's just how it is. You have to just... Because a lot of people won't speak up, you know? Sometimes the quiet kids aren't speaking up for a reason because, you know, there's something going on. They're scared. This is happening. That's happening. You know, it's just... It's sad because, you know... And that's the other thing, too, that's going on is, like, some people, they... Like, some kids, you know, they won't have a good life at home. They have shit going on. School is their escape. School is their safe place, you know? And now with COVID, you got that being taken away. You know, that's why 
scary things are going on. That's why scary things are happening because, you know, these kids that, you know, like going to school and, you know, that's their safe place. They're with their friends. They're with teachers. They're with peers they trust. You know, now it's like, oh shit, now you're stuck at home. And for some people, home isn't where they want to be, you know? Yeah. Some people don't want to be at home. Some For some people, you know, it's like scary. That's why you need to be nice to people. That's why you just need to like, you know. Give people just, that safe spot. Yeah, sense. exactly. You you want it. You want to be that, you know. You want to be like that person that they could trust. They're like, oh shit, that's the kid that, you know, I can, like, he's not going to judge me. You know, I'm not going to be made fun of, you know. Just because kids are like quiet or different, it's kind of like, who the fuck cares, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be totally opposite, you know. Like something I like could be weird to other people you know for sure and yeah. dude what what does weird even mean you know what i'm saying exactly like, it's just different you know yeah. and like at the same sense people describe different as beautiful because yeah. that's what makes us all individuals yeah. you know and everyone's weird in their own way if you really think about it because yeah. you know like i i might like i don't do band or whatever that's technically weird to me because it's different than me yeah but you know kids that do band and don't run they see a kid running in you know blue shorts with no shirt on and they're like that's weird. That's weird. That's you know? weird. And to me, that's what all my friends do. You know, it's just it's normal. The thing that no, but the thing it's not the running in blue shorts. It's running in blue shorts through immense amount of pain. That like, <laughs> yeah, dude, we're like, hmm, what the fuck? And then I see you know people doing three hour marching band practice in the parking lot, and I'm like, that's weird. That can't be fucking fun. But you know, it's just like, <laughs> like you know, everyone sees it. And but like to me, you know, running through an immense amount of pain is. Sometimes my favorite part of the day. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's that's what it's like for marching for three hours. But you, like you said, like there is no weird. Like any like something someone's gonna do is gonna be weird or different to me. Yeah. It's just about if you can find people that you know. It's whether you're gonna embrace the difference or you can yeah. shit on the difference. Yeah. And you can you can learn so much from it because like people like wouldn't know. You know, I like I talked to a buddy that you know plays basketball or something. You know, like when I wasn't really into basketball and I was more into running. Like, I play basketball every once in a while, but obviously running's my thing. But, like, I know a good amount about basketball. But, you know, I never knew certain things about basketball. And I'd go to a basketball game, and they'd teach me. And then they'd go to a cross-country meet, and they'd think, oh, it's kids running in circles. Or a track meet, you know? Kids running in circles, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, they see a relay. They see kids running different events. They see hurdles. They see this. And they never thought, oh, shit. Also, track is very technical. Mm-hmm. A lot of things about it, you know? No, hundred percent. No one really... It's like it, boxing. Where, like, yeah, you could be the strongest person, but if your form's not there, you're mm-hmm. not going to beat anyone up. No, hundred percent. It's like, it's like you see these people and, like, I wish people could go to a meet and see, like, what it's actually like. Like, it's very... It's a different feeling. Like, a track meet's so, like, different. There's And there's strategy to running. People think, oh, move your legs faster than everyone else. But it's really, it's almost, it's obviously a mental game, but it's also, you know, my buddy, for instance, he was a really good runner, like the one that went to Siena D1. He, um, there was a race where we pretty much knew he was a front runner, but you never want anyone to be able to pace off you and then make a last ditch effort and somehow miraculously beat you. So in a race, you know, you talk strategy before, you know, my buddy's running the two mile. My coach looked at him and said, take out the first mile super hard. So no one can pace off you. And if they do, they're going to burn and then coast. And that's what he did, you know? But in a race where you have more competition, you think, okay, you go through the laps at this pace, latch on, tuck in behind someone, whatever, and then, you know, pick them off if you can. It's it's very, it's there's way more strategy than people think. It's yeah. not just, oh, move your legs faster than everyone else. Yeah. You know, someone's like, oh, why don't you just run faster? You know, it, it, they're really a strategy. You know, you have to know the course, there's hills or... You know, and like even uh, field events are cool as shit too. You know, pole vault. Yeah, that shit was fire. Yeah, dude. There's a guy. There's a guy set the world record. He jumped like 
19 feet. Imagine running up, sticking a bar <laughs> on the ground, shooting yourself 19 fucking feet in the air, and then going over a bar and then falling onto your back. Like, yeah. that's, that shit's cool. Like, I wish people would see that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, for some people, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like human NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, it kind of is, but... And, like, the races where, like, it's super intense and it's close, it's it's cool. Like, yeah. you know, I wish people could see that, but, you know... I get you, for sure. There's other things to that. Like, it's I like wrestling, bro. People used to be like, wrestling, oh, it's just too sweaty, people. Yeah. And it's like, nah. No, I... If I've... you know how to wrestle and you watch that shit, you're like, fuck, that shit's sick. Yeah, see, that's the thing, too, is um, my senior year, my one of my best buddies, Caleb, he was a super good wrestler, 100 wins, all state, whatever. Oh, goddamn. Oh, yeah, he was... 100 wins? Yeah, dude, he, um, for his senior year, actually, his last home meet, his senior night, he got his 100th win. And me and my buddies that painted one one zero zero on our on our chest. That's the most goaded thing and I've so, ever heard. So when he won, oh, we're God, in the stands so and we rip off our shirts, bro. This is a hundred. We're in the yearbook with it. It's me. It's me, <laughs> Caleb, like the kid that won. I had the one. My buddy Chris, the really good runner, and my buddy Nick Fusco, who's the other really good runner in high school. And we're all sitting there like this with our shirts off. Their parents, his parents, were so happy, bro. His mom and his stepdad, dude, they were like, "You guys are the fucking coolest." <laughs> But I mean, like when I I started like like kind of they paid me to do the scoreboard, so I started learning. You got paid for that shit? Yeah. The fuck? They I were desperate, I, I, dude. Oh my! I think I have over a hundred hours sitting at a scoreboard for wrestling. No kids, shit. I would just go and do it for fun, bro. No, I mean I would, but then this guy, actually this teacher Joe, I love Joe. He said, um, I'll pay. After then he goes, he hands me ten bucks. He goes, thanks. But I learned like the technical shit, and then like when you know what's going on, like at first you think it's weird, which I, I did. You know, my buddy was a wrestler, and you know, he, you know, he'd come up and he'd, and like you know he'd mess around. But it was cool to watch. But then when you understand it, it's like wow, this is cool. Like you're sitting there and you're like watching, and like you can like you see the points, and you like know what's going on. It's it's super cool. But that no, yeah, my buddy, yeah, my buddy, it was it was awesome. You know, you all want you want your friends to all have that moment, like you know. My senior year moment was like, you know, winning the conference, you know, me, Chris, you know, whatever. That was like the best moment ever. And all my, you know, basketball players, soccer players, they were there to watch us, you know, they supported us, That's you know. Sick. And when Caleb won his 100th win, you know, we're sitting in the stands with numbers painted on our chest, you know. When he won, we're jumping out of the stands with our shirts off and there's posters and there's signs and, you know, it was cool. Like, that's what I like coming from a small school too was Yo, everyone's, everyone supported each other, you know. We all had our I own. I felt that at my school too, yeah. for sure. Like, like, when something, even if something wasn't big, like, the same crowd was at every type mm-hmm. of game. You 100%. Know? So. Yeah, you go, to, you go to soccer games, you go to basketball games, you go to wrestling matches. The only people are missing are the ones in the games. Exactly, know? yeah. And you, and you take turns watching each other. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And, you know, to watch, like, you know, you, you want to see your friends have that moment. And, like, even, like, rival nights. Like, yeah. we had a town really close to us. It was Terrible versus Thomason all the time. And we always watched their games, dude, and it was the soccer games. I'm not a big soccer fan, but watching the under the lights games, dude, that shit was yeah, and you know, when your buddies that. win, you know, you all you have that moment. Like I like sharing that moment with people where like, oh shit, like, you know, they're so happy, you know, and it's 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 cool as shit. It's definitely really cool to like or even when like my buddy uh my buddy Caleb the wrestler, he he's going to um Castleton, he's wrestling at Castleton. I'm running at Suffolk obviously and then like my buddy Chris, you know, we were all at his signing day. You know, we're always at each other's signing days. That's we're, sick. It's, it's really cool. Like, you see each other, like, branch off. Like, you're all really good friends. But, you know, when we're all home in a week, we're going to be back together like we're best friends and then do our own thing. It's it's, it's really cool to see, you know? For sure. But, yeah. Fuck. 
I wish more. I wish. Damn it. I wish like in high school I was a bum, bro. I wish I did some shit like that. Really? I was. I was. I wasn't a bum, but I had wasted potential. I really wish I put like my my mind down mm-hmm. in, into something like that where I could get that moment because that's something I really wish I had happened. But fuck it, it's in the past. Only yeah. Forward. Now you can only you know hope to find that moment here. I'll no. make it somewhere. I'll make it happen somewhere, bro. Oh, Whether sure. it's a fucking ultra marathon, a triathlon. Walk onto the cross country team, man. Walk onto a cross country team. Walk onto a fucking basketball team. Go. I don't know. Whatever, man. No. But yeah, for sure. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, I forgot to tell you this, but I usually have the guest pick like an intro song for these. If you don't have one off the top of your head, you can just send it to me later. But yeah, I don't have one off the top of my head right now. For sure. But uh, this was sick. I really appreciate talking to you. Yeah. And uh. Wrap this up. Peace out. Pops of fucking champagne in a tub song, nigga just because